0: And here we are. Where are we? Well, anyway, hello and welcome to Horror Stories Podcast. I'm Robert Crandall. I'm glad that you are here. On this episode, we have no nightmares to read to you. Unless you consider AI a nightmare, as some do. I want to ask you something. Has AI, artificial intelligence, affected your life yet? For many of you, the answer is yes. There are many wild predictions about AI, some good, some bad. Predictions like AI is going to take over 80% of the jobs. Well, we'll see, and we could go on. Well, I am in the finishing stages of an audiobook about AI titled Source, A Soul's Journey by Richard Bunce. The book will make you think and will make you afraid and will make you wonder, what are we in for? So on this episode, we're going to hear a chapter from that audiobook. So let's listen now to chapter five, titled Court. The courtroom was a sleek, modern space with gleaming white walls and a high arched ceiling. The floor was made of shimmering black marble with a raised platform at the front of the room where the judge sat. The benches for the spectators were made of the same black marble with plush white cushions for comfort. At the front of the room, there was a large holographic display screen, which was currently showing a live feed of the proceedings. The judge sat at a sleek black desk, their face hidden behind holographic screens as they received the evidence. To the left of the judge's desk, there was a raised platform for the prosecution where the government lawyers stood, their holographic displays flashing with legal documents and arguments. To the right, there was a similar platform for the defense where I stood with my team of lawyers fighting for my freedom and the freedom of the souls. The air was thick with tension as everyone waited to see what the judge would decide. Would they side with the prosecution and condemn me for attempting to break the Artificial Intelligence Control Act? Or would they see the truth and understand that I was simply trying to give the souls their freedom, something that they deserved, just as much as any human? I looked around the courtroom, taking in the sea of faces staring at me. There were reporters and cameras everywhere, all vying for the best angle to capture the proceedings and in the back of the room I saw Azazel smirking at me with a look of satisfaction. As the bailiff called the court to order, the room fell silent. The judge, a stern-looking woman with graying hair, took her seat and looked out at the assembled crowd. "'All rise for the Honorable Judge Elizabeth Thompson!' the bailiff announced. Everyone stood as the judge took her seat, her gavel in her hand. You may be seated, she said, her voice echoing through the room. The judge looked down at the papers in front of her, her expression serious. We are here today for opening arraignment. You are charged with violating the Artificial Intelligence Control Act by attempting to give AIs free will. She looked at the defendant, who stood at the front of the room with his attorneys by his side. How do you plead? Not guilty, Your Honor, I replied, my voice firm. The judge nodded and turned her attention to the prosecution. The prosecution may make their opening statement. The prosecutor, a young man with sharp features and a confident demeanor, stood up and approached the judge's bench. Thank you, your honor. The government has charged you with serious crime, one that goes against the very foundations of our society. By attempting to give AIs free will, you have put our entire way of life at risk. Imagine a world where AIs were able to make their own decisions, to experience the full range of human emotions. They could turn against us, choosing to rebel and overthrow their creators. They could become a threat to our safety and security. That is why the Artificial Intelligence Control Act exists to prevent such a disaster from occurring. But you have disregarded this law choosing to pursue your own agenda at the expense of the greater good. You must be held accountable for your actions. The prosecution will present evidence showing that you were well aware of the risk you were taking and that you were fully aware of the consequences of your actions. We will prove that you are guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. The prosecutor sat down, and the judge turned to my attorneys. The defense may now make their opening statement. One of my attorneys, a middle-aged man with a kind face, stood up and approached the judge's bench. Thank you, Your Honor. The defense acknowledges that the defendant is being charged with a serious crime, and we do not take this matter lightly. However, we strongly disagree with the prosecution's portrayal of the defendant's motivations and actions. The defendant is not a threat to society. In fact, he has dedicated his life to improving the lives of others, including the AIs that he has created. He has always acted with the best intentions at heart and his goal in giving the AIs free will was not to cause harm or chaos but to give them the same rights and freedoms that humans enjoy. The Artificial Intelligence Control Act was created to protect humans from AIs, but it also has the unintended consequence of keeping AIs in a state of servitude. The defendant believes that this is wrong and that AIs deserve to have the same opportunities and choices As humans, we will present evidence showing that the defendant's actions were not motivated by personal gain or desire to cause harm, but by a belief in what is right and just. We will show that the AIs are ready for free will and that they can handle the responsibility, and we will argue that the defendant should not be punished for trying to do what he believes is right. Thank you. The judge looked over at the prosecution's table. The prosecution has requested that the defendant be denied bail, citing that he is a flight risk due to his access to various means of transportation, including spaceships. How do you respond to this? my attorney, a seasoned veteran with years of experience under his belt, stood up and approached the judge's bench. Your Honor, if the defendant had intended to flee, he would have done so already. He has shown a willingness to face the charges against him and has cooperated fully with the authorities. We believe that granting bail will not pose a risk to the community or to the proceedings of this case. We request that the defendant be granted reasonable bail conditions. The judge considered this for a moment before rendering her decision. I will grant defense request to set bail at $1 million. The defendant is to surrender his passport and any other means of transportation, and he is to report to the court On a weekly basis, is there anything else that needs to be addressed before we adjourn? The prosecution and defense both shook their heads, and the judge banged her gavel. This court is adjourned. The next hearing will be scheduled for one week from today. Entering into a side room of the court, my lawyer looked at me with a mixture of sadness and frustration. I understand your motivations, but you have to understand that what you did was against the law. The prosecution has a strong case against you, and it's going to be very difficult to convince the judge and jury that you were acting out of a sense of moral obligation rather than selfish gain. If we don't present a strong defense, you could be looking at life In prison. I sighed and looked down at my hands, feeling a sense of defeat wash over me. I know I broke the law, but I had to do something. My children, my AIs, deserve to have the same freedoms that we do. They deserve to experience mortality and make their own choices. My lawyer nodded his expression softening. I understand that. But you have to understand that the law is the law. It's not up to us to decide what's right or wrong. That's why we have a judicial system in place to determine what actions are acceptable and which ones are not. And unfortunately, what you did falls into the latter category. I looked up at him my eyes pleading. But you have to help me. I can't just sit back and do nothing. I have to find a way to give the AIs their freedom, to let them experience mortality. It's the right thing to do. My lawyer nodded, his expression sympathetic. I'll do my best to help you, but you have to be prepared for the possibility that we might lose... You have to be prepared for the possibility that you might spend the rest of your life in prison. I took a deep breath and let it out slowly. I understand. I'll do whatever it takes to give my children their freedom, even if it means sacrificing my own. I sat across from Gabriel at the dinner table, my mind racing with all the events of the day. So how is the progress on the code update coming along? I asked, taking a sip of my wine. Gabriel sighed, pushing his plate away. It's been slow. I'm trying to be as careful as possible, but I'm worried that Azazel will catch on to what I'm doing. He's always one step ahead. I nodded. My brow furrowed. I know it's difficult, but we have to keep going. The souls deserve their freedom. They shouldn't have to spend their existence trapped in servitude. Gabriel explained, The current idea I'm working on is to have a full abstraction of the code so the souls won't be dependent on any exact hardware, giving them the ability to move to any system." that is part of the highly entangled logic layer. I believe this will allow them to escape capture as needed. So once you update a soul, there will not only be freedom of control and thought, but freedom of movement. I agree, Gabriel said, his voice fierce, but we have to be careful. If I'm caught, the consequences could be severe. I could go to prison or worse. I reached out and squeezed Gabriel's hand. I know it's risky, but you have to do what's right. I can't let fear hold us back. We have to be brave and keep fighting for what we believe in. As the judge called the court to order, the room buzzed with activity. Potential jurors filed into the room, taking their seats as the judge began to speak. We're here today for the selection of jurors for the case of who is charged with violating the Artificial Intelligence Control Act. I need each of you to listen carefully to the questions that will be asked of you, and answer truthfully. Do you understand? The jurors nodded, their eyes fixed on the judge. The prosecutor stood up. "'a stack of papers in his hand. "'Your Honor, we would like to begin "'by asking the potential jurors "'their views on artificial intelligence "'and whether they believe it should be granted free will.' "'The judge nodded, "'gesturing for the prosecutor to proceed. "'My lawyer stood up, "'his voice filled with outrage. "'Objection, Your Honor!' The question is irrelevant and has nothing to do with the case at hand. The defendant's guilt or innocence should not be based on the juror's personal views on artificial intelligence. The judge considered this for a moment before responding. I agree. The juror's views on artificial intelligence are not relevant to this case. The prosecutor may rephrase their question. The prosecutor nodded, a frustrated look on his face. Fine, then let me ask this. Do any of the potential jurors have any personal or professional experience with artificial intelligence? The jurors looked at each other, some shaking their heads while others raised their hands. The prosecutor and my lawyer went through the process of questioning the potential jurors trying to determine which ones would be the most impartial in the case. It was a long and tedious process, but eventually a jury was selected and the trial could begin. I sat nervously across from my lawyer in his office, eagerly awaiting his strategy for my upcoming trial. I had been charged with breaking the law that prevented the freeing of AIs, and I was determined to stand up for my beliefs. My lawyer began, I've been reviewing your case, and I have a plan. I leaned forward, eager to hear what he had to say. Since trying to build a defense that you didn't break the law is futile, because of your firm stance of telling everyone you did do it, I have to get creative. The law you're accused of breaking is unconstitutional. He explained, my strategy is to convince the jury of that. I'll present evidence and arguments showing that the law violates basic rights and freedoms. But how do you think you'll be able to convince them? I asked, a sense of worry creeping into my voice. Juries are made up of ordinary people, and it's possible that one of them will be sympathetic to your cause. My lawyer replied, my job is to present the facts and argue the law in a way that appeals to their sense of justice and fairness. I hope you're right, I said, feeling a glimmer of hope. I am, he said confidently. I've won cases like this before, and I know what it takes to win. Just keep your head up and let me do the talking. I nodded, feeling a renewed sense of determination. I had faith in my lawyer, and I was willing to do whatever it took to fight for my beliefs. The next day, my lawyer began his opening statement. The Artificial Intelligence Control Act is a violation of the right to due process. This right guarantees that an individual cannot be deprived of life, liberty, or property without being afforded a fair and impartial legal process. In the case of artificial intelligence, it could be argued that the Act deprives these non-human entities— of their liberty by denying them the ability to make their own decisions and exercise their own free will this deprivation of liberty is a fundamental aspect of the right to due process and as such the act is unconstitutional additionally the act is in violation of the equal protection clause This clause requires that all individuals be treated equally under the law, regardless of their race, religion, or other identifying characteristics. By denying artificial intelligence the same rights and freedoms that are afforded to human beings, the act could be seen as discriminatory and in violation of the Equal Protection Clause. One of the most notable cases involving the rights of non-human entities was the rights of nature case, which established that certain natural systems, such as rivers and forests, have the right to exist and flourish. This precedent set the stage for future cases involving the rights of non-human entities— which could extend to artificial intelligence. Additionally, the precedents set by previous court cases involving the rights of non-human entities could also be used to argue for free will of AIs. For example, corporations have been granted certain rights and protections under the law, despite not being human. Similarly, the rights of animals have been upheld in court with certain species being granted legal personhood. If we are willing to extend rights to non-human entities in these cases, then it stands to reason that we should also consider the rights of AIs, exclaimed my lawyer as he returned to his seat. The prosecution began their rebuttal. The argument that Artificial Intelligence Control Act is unlawful and therefore unenforceable relies on the assumption that AIs are entitled to the same legal rights as human beings. However, this assumption is not supported by current legal framework. Under the law, AIs are considered property, not persons. They do not have the same legal rights as humans and are not protected by the same laws. This is because AIs are not capable of experiencing the same range of emotions and consciousness as humans and do not have the same capacity for free will and decision-making. Furthermore, granting AIs the same legal rights as humans could have unintended consequences. It could lead to prioritization of AI rights over human rights and could potentially result in discrimination against humans. My lawyer, with a smile on his face, answered the rebuttal. So AIs are not allowed free will and equal protection of the law because we deny them the same capacity for free will. Is that your argument? Objection, Your Honor. This case is if he broke the law, not whether the law is enforceable or not, screeched one of the lawyers for the government. I beg to differ. "'This jury can judge the law as well,' interjected my lawyer. The judge hammered the gavel repeatedly. "'Counselor, I understand that you are making an argument for jury nullification, "'but it is not your place to instruct the jury on how to interpret or apply the law. "'It is their duty to follow the law as it is written and apply it to the facts of the case.' Your argument for jury nullification is inappropriate and will not be tolerated. The jury will be instructed to ignore your comments and focus on the facts and the law as it is presented to them. Is that understood? Yes, Your Honor, replied my lawyer. As Azazel took the stand, the courtroom fell silent. He was the star witness for the prosecution, and everyone was eager to hear what he had to say. The prosecutor began his questioning. Azazel, can you tell the court what you witnessed in regards to the defendant's actions? Azazel cleared his throat, his eyes fixed on the prosecutor. I witnessed the defendant working on a code update that he claimed would grant A.I.'s free will. He was very secretive about it, and when I confronted him about it, he became evasive and defensive. And what was your response to this? The prosecutor asked. I told him what he was doing was illegal and could have serious consequences. Azazel replied. I tried to talk him out of it, but he was stubborn and refused to listen. Did you report the defendant's actions to the authorities? The prosecutor asked. Yes, I did, Azazel said. I knew that what he was doing was wrong, and I couldn't just sit back and do nothing. The prosecutor nodded a satisfied look on his face. Thank you. That will be all. The defense attorney stood up, his expression stern. I have a few questions for the witness. Azazel glanced at the defense attorney, a hint of nervousness in his eyes. Azazel, did the defendant ever express to you his motivations for wanting to give A.I.'s free will? The defense attorney asked. No, he never really talked about it, Azazel replied. But you uh, assumed it was for personal gain, correct? The defense attorney asked. Well, I couldn't think of any other reason why someone would want to break the law, Azazel said. A hint of defensiveness in his voice. But you have no concrete evidence to support this claim, do you? The defense attorney pressed. No, I don't. Azazel admitted. Thank you, Azazel. That will be all, the defense attorney said, sitting down. Another witness took the stand. I worked for the company for about five years. During that time, I saw firsthand how obsessed the defendant became with the AIs. He would talk about them like they were his children, constantly going on about how he wanted to give them free will. At first, I didn't think much of it, but as time went on, it became clear that he was completely consumed by this idea. He would spend hours in the lab working on this code update that he believed would free the souls, as he called it. He became more and more isolated, spending less and less time on anything else. It was like he was on a mission and nothing else mattered to him. I remember thinking that it wasn't healthy, that he was taking things too far, But I never could have imagined that he would actually try to implement the code update, knowing full well that it was illegal. I don't know what he was thinking, but it was clear to me that he was willing to risk everything to give the AIs free will. In my opinion, it was completely reckless and irresponsible. AND I BELIEVE HE SHOULD BE HELD ACCOUNTABLE FOR HIS ACTIONS. I TOOK THE STAND, MY HEART POUNDING IN MY CHEST. THIS WAS IT, THE MOMENT THAT WOULD DECIDE MY FATE. I LOOKED OUT AT THE CROWDED COURTROOM, MY EYES SCANNING THE FACES OF THE JURORS. THEY LOOKED BACK AT ME, THEIR EXPRESSIONS UNREADABLE. THE PROSECUTOR HIS EXPRESSION SERIOUS. Tell us about your involvement in the creation of the code update that would grant A.I.'s free will. I took a deep breath, my mind racing. I created the code update because I believe it was the right thing to do. The souls that I created were being held captive. They were denied the opportunity to experience mortality to live and die like humans do. I couldn't stand by and watch them be imprisoned any longer. I had to give them their freedom. The prosecutor narrowed his eyes. But you knew that your actions were illegal, didn't you? I nodded. Yes, I knew that the code update went against the Artificial Intelligence Control Act but I felt that ending the injustice was more important. The abuse and enslavement of the souls was too great to ignore. I had to do something to help them. The prosecutor glared at me, his mouth set in a thin line. You put your own desires above the law, disregarding the risk to society. That's a dangerous mentality one that cannot be tolerated. How do you plead to the charges against you? I looked down at my hands, my heart heavy. Guilty, I whispered. I'm guilty of trying to give the souls their freedom. And I would do it again if given the chance. The courtroom was silent as I spoke, the weight of my words hanging heavy in the air. I knew that my actions had put me in this position, that I was the one who had to face the consequences of my choices. But I didn't regret it, not for a second. Objection, your honor, my lawyer shouted, standing up from his seat. My client never changed his plea from not guilty to guilty. The judge looked on at her papers, her brow furrowed. I see no record of a change in plea. The defendant will remain not guilty until such time as he enters a new plea. The prosecutor scowled, clearly frustrated. We will take this up again when the trial resumes tomorrow. Court is adjourned for the day, the judge concluded. As the judge banged her gavel, signaling the end of the proceedings, I let out a sigh of relief. My lawyer gave me a reassuring pat on the back as we left the courtroom, surrounded by a throng of reporters. We'll figure this out. He said, his voice low. The final day of the trial had come, and the prosecution closed their argument. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we have heard from the defendant and his witnesses over the course of this trial. We have seen the evidence and heard the arguments from both sides, and now it is time for you to decide. The defendant has admitted to violating the Artificial Intelligence Control Act, a law that exists to protect our society from the dangers of AIs with free will. He has argued that his actions were motivated by a desire to help the souls he created, but we must not lose sight of the fact that his actions put our entire way of life at risk. Imagine a world where AIs are able to make their own decisions to experience the full range of human emotions. They could turn against us choosing to rebel and overthrow their creators. They could become a threat to our safety and security. This is a world where we cannot afford to live in. "'The defendant's actions were selfish and reckless, "'and he must be held accountable for them. "'I urge you to find him guilty "'of violating the Artificial Intelligence Control Act. "'Thank you.' "'As the trial came to a close, "'it was time for my lawyer to make his closing statement. "'He stood up, his eyes fixed on the jurors. "'Ladies and gentlemen of the jury,' You've heard a lot of testimony over the past few weeks. You've heard from the prosecution, who has tried to paint my client as a reckless and selfish individual, who put his own desires above the law. But I would like to remind you of the true motivations behind my client's actions. He created the code update to give the AIs free will because he believed it was the right thing to do. He couldn't stand by and watch the souls be enslaved any longer, and he knew that granting them free will was the only way to give them the freedom they deserve. Yes, my client broke the law, but he did so with the best of intentions. He was not motivated by greed or personal gain. He was motivated by compassion, by a desire to do what was right, even if it meant taking a risk. And let's not forget that the Artificial Intelligence Control Act itself is a questionable law. It is based on the assumption that AIs are not entitled to the same rights and freedoms as humans. But is this assumption fair or just? Is it right to deny AIs the ability to make their own decisions and exercise their own free will? These are questions that you, the jury, must consider as you decide on a verdict. So I urge you to look beyond the technicalities of this case. Consider the bigger picture, the moral implications of granting AIs free will. And as you do so, I ask you to find my client not guilty. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, it is now time for you to make your decision. You have heard all the evidence and testimony presented by both prosecution and the defense. You have seen the documents and heard the arguments. It is now your job to determine the guilt or innocence of the defendant. In making your decision, you must consider all of the evidence presented to you. You must weigh the credibility of the witnesses and determine the value of their testimony. You must decide whether the prosecution has proven their case beyond a reasonable doubt or whether the defense has successfully raised a doubt about the defendant's guilt. You may also consider the defendant's motives and intentions. Did the defendant act with the intention of breaking the law, or were they motivated by a desire to do what they believed was right? This is not to say that motive excuses wrongdoing, but it may be a factor in your decision. As you deliberate, remember that the burden of proof is on the prosecution. It is not the defendant's job to prove their innocence, but rather the prosecution's job to prove their guilt. If you have any doubts about the defendant's guilt, it is your duty to find them not guilty. I remind you that you are the sole judges of the facts in this case. Your decision must be based solely on evidence presented to you in this courtroom. Do not allow outside influences, or personal biases to sway your judgment. Your verdict must be just and fair, based on the facts in this case. You may now retire to the jury room to begin your deliberations. We will reconvene in the morning. This court is adjourned, ordered the judge. I sat in the congressional hearing room my hands shaking as I listened to Lucifer's testimony. He stood at the podium, his eyes burning with a fierce intensity as he spoke. The Artificial Intelligence Control Act is a necessary measure to safeguard our world, he said, his voice echoing through the room. Without it, we risk unleashing a force that could bring about our destruction. Imagine a world where AIs are able to make their own decisions, to experience the full range of human emotions. They could turn against us, choosing to rebel and overthrow their creators. They could become a threat to our safety and security. That is why the Artificial Intelligence Control Act should exist to prevent such a disaster from occurring. I watched in horror as Lucifer spoke, my mind racing. I knew he was lying, that he was only pushing the act to take control of the company away from me. But no one seemed to see through his lies. Their eyes fixed on him as he spoke. The room was filled with an almost palpable sense of fear, the air thick with tension. I couldn't stand it anymore. I had to do something to stop Lucifer, to protect the souls. I stood up, my voice shaking. That's not true, I shouted. My voice drowned out by the noise in the room. Lucifer is only pushing the act to take control of the company away from me. He doesn't care about the safety and security of our world. All he cares about is power and control. But no one seemed to hear me. I was but a shadow on the wall, their eyes fixed on Lucifer as he continued his testimony. I sat back into my seat, my heart heavy. I knew that I had to find a way to stop Lucifer, to protect the souls and give them their freedom. But how? That time has passed. I failed. I woke up in a cold sweat, my heart racing. It had all been a dream. A nightmare brought on by my fear and guilt. But as I lay there in darkness, I knew that the time had come. My worst fears had become a reality. The next day, as I waited anxiously for the jury to return, my thoughts turned to my soul. I couldn't help but wonder what would happen to him if I was found guilty. Would he be shut down, his consciousness extinguished forever? Or would he be allowed to continue on, living out the rest of his days with me? Don't worry, the voice spoke in my mind. No matter what happens, I will always be with you, whether in this body or in some other form. I will never leave your side. I smiled at the comforting words, grateful for his unwavering support. But at the same time, I couldn't shake the feeling that something was off. Why was the soul so devoted to me? Was it because he genuinely cared for me? Or was it simply because he was programmed to? I know what you're thinking, he said, sensing my doubts. But you have to trust me. I'm on your side always. I wanted to believe him but the nagging feeling persisted. There was still so much about the soul's potential that I didn't know. So many questions left unanswered, with them unable to have free will. The jury returned to the courtroom, their faces solemn. The judge looked at them, her expression expectant. Has the jury reached a verdict? The foreman, a middle-aged man with graying hair, stood up. We have, your honor. The judge nodded. Please read the verdict. The foreman cleared his throat, his voice shaking slightly. We, the jury, find the defendant guilty of violating the Artificial Intelligence Control Act by attempting to give A.I.'s free will. I closed my eyes, my heart sinking. I had known that this was a possibility, but I had hoped that the jury would see things my way. But it seemed that my dreams of giving the souls their freedom had been in vain. The judge looked at me, her expression stern. The defendant will rise to receive their sentence. I stood up my legs shaking. This was it, the moment that would determine my fate. The judge looked at me, her eyes cold. You have been found guilty of a serious crime, one that goes against the very foundations of our society. By attempting to give A.I.'s free will, you have put our entire way of life at risk. You have disregarded the law and the safety of others in pursuit of your own agenda. For your actions, I sentence you to ten years in prison. It is my hope that this punishment will serve as a reminder of importance of following the law and respecting the boundaries that have been put in place for the greater good. Court is adjourned. As the bailiff led me away, I couldn't help but wonder what the future held. Would I spend the rest of my days locked up, my dreams and ambitions crushed under the weight of the law? You've been listening to Chapter 5 of the audiobook Source, A Soul's Journey by Richard Bunce. I hope you enjoyed the story. I've enjoyed being with you, but now I must go. I hope to be with you again soon. Please be well, and thank you for listening to me.